I think I can think of 49 reasons why I'm doing better than you. Oklahoma got on the train and left town. And OSU, I think, kind of got their feelings hurt. What's up, college football fans, and welcome back to an all-new episode of the Cover 2 College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Smithson, joined, as always, by my co-host, the Okie Longhorn himself, Dalt, first and foremost, as always, how are we doing today? Hey, we're one week closer to college football, and that is all you can ask for right now. I'm I'm so ready for it to be back. I'm ready to dive into this SEC preview, and I am got a little bit of breaking news coming out this week. A little bit of breaking news? What, what do we got, Dalt? So Colorado makes the announcement that they're done with the Pac-12. They're going to come back home to the Big 12. And then the Pac-12 trying to kind of save face. Well, I guess it would be the Pac-9 now. Yeah. The officially pa- the, the Pac-9. The Pac-9. Well, officially next year. If if all remaining members stay, it will be the Pac-9. So their commissioner comes out and says, hey, we have a new TV media deal that just got brought to us. We're going to present this and comes out and says, hey, Apple streaming services offered us 20 million per team. Yeah. You know, I actually was just watching, um, what was it? Get up this morning. And they had Pete Thamel and Feinbaum on. And, uh, Pete Thamel was kind of going over that whole, basically nothing is really concrete yet as far as, but the, the main thing is, is they're basically banking on potential subscribers to Apple TV to watch football. And Feinbaum, he kind of went off on it. He was like, you know, who who's signing up to watch the Pac-12? No, nobody. Uh, especially with, you know, the hot the hot team in the conference, obviously, is USC. They're gone next year. And then the next closest thing, because of who he is, is Prime at Colorado next year. He's gone. And then your next biggest brand is you still, it's probably still UCLA, and they're gone. And then after that, you got Oregon. Basically, that's it. Yeah, Utah, you know, not a huge brand, but, you know, a successful program, but they don't draw the viewership or the fans, you know. So this media deal, it's it's a little sketchy. It's something. And I was listening to some podcast talking about how Apple would be a good place to get in if they turned around in the next year or so and bought Disney. Right. So, I mean, then you would essentially have Apple owning ESPN and the rights to the SEC and all that. So you could kind of diverse your money here and there. But I don't I don't see that as like a great future plan. Like, I don't want to sign a media rights deal that is like, hey, this may happen or. All right. That's what I'm saying. It's you're banking on these potential, quote unquote, subscribers and, you know, maybe it's bad of me to say because I have a college football podcast, but I'm not sure I'm signing up for Apple TV. I don't have it currently to watch Pac-12 football. I mean, I, it's just I don't care about any of those teams realistically to to really sit down and watch. So, like, I, I'm better off just I check the scores on my phone, uh, you know, <laughs> see some highlights. I, I, I don't like this deal. The, Pac, the Pac-12, Pac-9, whatever you want to call it. I think they're dead in the water, and I think it's a matter of time. You know, 
the news just yesterday was Arizona had that region board of regents meeting, uh, based on what I heard, nothing was decided in that. Um, as far as Arizona potentially being the next member to join the big 12, that's the, that's the word on the street. Um, but if you look in a situation where if they were to get Arizona and then if the big 12 said, Hey, we want 16 and they went and got Arizona state and then maybe Utah pac 12 is done. Oh, dead in the water. Leave you with six teams. Like that's not even, you would have to go pick up Boise state. And I mean, at that point, Oregon's probably going to the big leaving. I mean, big 10, whatever it may be. Um, so yeah, this media deal, it's, it's interesting doll, um, to say the least, but, it's it's not really it's kind of crazy to think that Colorado of all places may have been the the straw that broke the camel's back as far as the Pac-12 goes. You know, they they it actually was after we recorded that they officially announced they were joining the Big 12 uh last Thursday, I believe it was. Um so I guess we'll see. I the future of the Pac Pac twelve is very uncertain right now. It, it is very it is very, very bleak if you're a Pac twelve fan. Um I mean yeah, it's it just kinda it, it's like a where where do we go from here? You have this new commissioner that he's promising this and that, he's gonna gonna do this and that, and then you have, you know, your mark over here in the Big Twelve. He's just kinda slinging things around like, Hey, I'm I'm doing this, I'm trying to keep up with the Big Ten, the SEC. Uh, you know, the ACC, and it's interesting. Uh, a lot, uh, I think still even yet the next couple of years, there's there's going to be a lot of uh, change across the college football landscape as far as realignment goes. Um, but Dalt, our, our other news that we've got, uh, I, this news broke just yesterday, so we, we would feel remiss if we didn't talk about it. Um, Iowa State starting quarterback Hunter Deckers allegedly he's accused uh, a DraftKings um, account that was linked to him uh, accused of what was it here 366 bets $2,799 including 26 bets on Iowa State events, uh, illegal gambling um, as the uh, starting quarterback for the Iowa State Cyclones. The the uh, five-star culture, Matt Campbell, taking a bit of a hit here. <laughs> I've seen a tweet, Unnecessary Roughness, put out. It was negative five-star <laughs> culture. I saw that. But here's my thing. This killed Pete Rose. Oh, yeah. I mean, destroyed it, him. Yeah. It, it destroyed everything that. I mean, probably one of the greatest baseball players of all time, and he won't sniff the Hall of Fame. Right. But here's my thing. If he's, we talked about this before we ever started recording. If he's gambling on himself to win, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I understand that there's right. Yeah. Little, if, if you see things like he's placing bets on, like, I, I, don't get me wrong. It, it it's a problem. And if, if you bet on sports, this is a, a very murky kind of water situation with the, the sports gambling as much of, uh, as it's come to the forefront of, uh, gambling in general. Um, but you probably just need to stay away from any event that you are taking part of. Yeah. Uh, it's just, 
like I get what you're saying, betting on yourself to win instead of like saying, you know, give me if they're playing Oklahoma, give me, you know, Oklahoma, you know, that would Oklahoma be Oklahoma plus the points. I'm going to come right, out here and throw five interceptions yeah, right, and right. just play yeah, terrible. Or, or you got like prop bets that, you know, first play of the game's a run or a pass and he, you know, audibles out of it, <laughs> you know, whatever it may be. Um, you don't want to see things like that. So it's, it's probably smart if you just stay away from, from your school in general, because you got, you know, peers that you could, they could say, oh, yeah, he was telling me to do this and that because he's got money on this game. It, it's just not a good spot to be in. No, it's it's a it's it's a bad spot. And and so, you know, nothing has has Iowa State, Matt Campbell, anybody released a statement other than him? The only statement I've seen is he released a statement that said, I'm going to skip fall camp and I'm going to focus on my studies and getting ready for the defense of all these allegations. So he's not in fall camp right now. And if he's not in fall camp, that probably means that he's more than likely going to be suspended for at, at least a couple games. Right. And with that, all this going on, because he can't play and then be found guilty of this and then them have to forfeit however many games. Right. Yeah, so I mean, you have to imagine that's that's likely where it's headed. But that that was the most recent news that came across the uh, the docket yesterday. It's a uh, it's an interesting situation to say the least. Um, but hey, it you know it's still the off season, so it's something to talk about. Hey, it's it's something big to talk about. I mean, Iowa State making the news. Who would have thought? I for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> I, I I just. I, I did see a tweet you talk about betting on yourself and it was somebody had tweeted it. You know, it's all we do is tell athletes to bet on themselves. And when they do it, they get in they trouble. Get in trouble. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't really think that's what that means, but seen seen a, seen a graphic where it said, uh, with the something, something pick the Houston gamblers, take yeah, Hunter yeah. Deckers. Uh, the, the USFL or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's, that's kind of a, uh, uh, round off of our, recent news around college football adult. So obviously, you know, we, last week we did our big 12 preview and we're kind of going to stay in that lane. Um, and we're moving on to our next conference and we decided to go ahead and do the big boys today. We are going to give you guys our 2023 sec preview. Um, we're going to basically do it just like we did last week. Dalt talk about the preseason media poll, uh, discuss some key transfers and then, you know, talk about, Obviously, uh, predictions, pick who we think maybe be the worst team, pick the best teams, who's going to win, see, see what happens. So without further ado, I will go ahead and if, if you want to, do you, do you have, yeah, the I got them right here. Go ahead and go ahead and give us that preseason media poll. All right. Preseason media poll. We're going to start in the East. We're going to go, uh, right off the rip. Defending national champs in the East is Georgia with 265 votes to win the East in second place is going to be Tennessee with 14 votes to win the East South Carolina at three with three first place votes in the SEC East Kentucky at four with one first place vote Florida then Missouri and then at the very bottom at seven Vanderbilt with eight first place votes to win the East. Is is it me, or is the are these media polls getting to be a little bit of a joke? 
Oh, they've been a joke. I, I mean, but I mean, more so now than ever. Like, are we giving too many media people votes? I mean, 265 first place votes. Well, yeah. I mean, you you look at this list and all these for, all these votes, and there's like, I mean, easily you're looking at over 500 votes or so, something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, you got three schools with over a hundred plus. One of them over two hundred plus. Like, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, how how many people do we need to to vote on these polls? Like, it um, it's it's interesting to say the least. But like like you said, obviously. Uh, you, did you finish the East? You want to go ahead and yeah. go on to the West? Yeah, we'll go on to the West, and then okay. we'll talk about each side. All right, in the West, kind of a shocker for me. Alabama won with 165 votes. LSU at two with 117. So not as big of a discrepancy as the East. Texas A&M at three with one first place vote. Ole Miss at four. Arkansas at five with three first place votes. Auburn at six with four first place votes. And then at seven, rounding out the bottom of the West, Mississippi State with one first-place vote. The only team in the West that didn't get a first-place vote, Ole Miss, at number four. Well, I mean, Mississippi State, their vote has to be Brandon Walker. I mean... A hundred percent. I'm just joking. Not, I don't even know if he does. But, um, yeah, A&M getting one vote, bit of a... I, I mean, I guess I get it. And, you know, obviously we're going to talk about all these teams today. I'm not going to... I'm not going to crap all over A&M. Uh, you know, I think that they do kind of like every year. There, There's some potential there with, you know, some of the, the, the situation that they have. Um, but, yeah, the, the biggest one in this Western division for me, I would agree with you, is uh, Alabama at one. I probably would have had LSU if it was me. They, I believe, I think they return more and they return their quarterback. They return their best player on both yeah. sides of the ball, which we'll talk about. Um, but they beat Alabama last year, and they won that division they, they last year. They won the West right. last year. So I, I think I probably would have flip-flopped those two, but it's kind of apples, you know, uh, does it really matter? It's a no. preseason poll. It's just stuff it, to talk about. I, I totally – I'm not trying to disrespect Bama because it's Alabama. Like, they may go 13-0 for all we know. It's very possible. Um, But – up and down this poll, which it's kind of hard to see. Like, I don't know if there even was like a one through 14 anywhere. I'm not sure. But I mean, based on this poll, in a one through 14, I would say who who, who would be the dead last? I would have to say Missouri and Florida almost because Vanderbilt's got eight first place votes. Well, and it's, it's weird to me. How, how are they seventh when there's two teams above them, which I get is like the points thing and all that. But I would have to say if we were going one through whatever, one through 14, I would probably still have to put Vanderbilt at the bottom with Florida or Mississippi State at 13-12 in that, in that order. I don't, I'm not really sure. I mean, I understand that Missouri's down there too, but I think kind of Missouri's going to, be a little bit better. I'm surprised that they're not above Florida in this, but like we said, kind of like the Alabama thing, it's Florida, right? It's still a national brand. You're still going to get some of that quote unquote, Texas bias 
right, right. And, with the national media. So if we were going one through 14, it'd probably have to be Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, Missouri, or Vanderbilt, Missouri, Mississippi State, something in that order. Right. And, you know, we're not we're not going to take just a super deep dive into this. Um, am I crazy for saying that this year may be the most balanced the two divisions have been in a while as far as, mm. I mean, I just mean like the West has do- pretty much dominated the conference outside of the last few years with Georgia. Right. You got oh, 100%. It's been Alabama or LSU and then occasionally Auburn. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, this year you, you have Georgia and then Tennessee should be pretty good again. Maybe not as good as they were. And then, you know, a team kind of on the rise, South Carolina, you don't really know what you're going to get. But, you know, that, that that's a team that what they went, I think, eight and five last year. Yeah. Won their They won their bowl won their game. Won their bowl game again. You know, it was a, a huge turnaround year, I think, second year for Shane Beamer out there in Columbia. Um, so I just more so mean like up at the top, you have maybe a little bit more balance than what we normally, because Tennessee has been bad. Tennessee has been up very until bad. last year. And so the, the East has been like one team Yeah, and it's been Georgia, you know, there for a few years, it was Florida, you know, everybody else kind of, when was the last time it was somebody other than Georgia or Florida that was in the SEC championship? Was it Missouri back when they had? I want to say Missouri did make the championship game like their first or second year in the conference, like 2014 maybe. I think that that one year I, – now, I, I could be very wrong here. I, I'm not a SEC historian. Um, obviously, that's a conference well, they had, that they had their really good defensive end. Right. Um, Michael Sam, was that his name? Yeah, the one that he, he came out – was like first college player, came out as gay, whatever. Yeah. Um, Yes. Didn't, I, didn't I, help his draft stock. I believe that was that year, and I do – again, I could be I wrong. mean, they, they were top top I, five ranked I at think, that time. I do think that year they made the SEC championship. Um, but – I mean, I don't remember yeah, – I, mean, I don't remember South Carolina no, you look playing at, in it. South Carolina's been bad. Like, they were, you know, decent back in those – the Marcus Lattimore years. Yeah. Uh, when, like, I think Spurrier, Spurrier was Spurrier was still on the there. end of his career. Yeah. Um, Florida obviously really hadn't paid a drop since Urban Meyer. They had the one good year back in 2019, I believe, where they made the uh, – oh, it would be Florida. No, you said Florida I and said Georgia. Florida and Georgia. So they made the championship game, what, 2020 that year? Yeah. They got beat by Bama. All the guys opted out after. Um, but Vanderbilt, Kentucky, I, I don't know, dude. South Carolina – I mean, I, I don't remember – I cannot I, for the I, life of me remember the last time Tennessee played in the SEC championship. Right. It was probably the late 90s, early 2000s when Peyton Manning. I mean, would be I, my that guess. That would be my guess. So, which again, you know, Georgia, they haven't been great up until since 2015, 2016 when, when Kirby kind of took over and got things rolling. I mean, they were, they've been good, but not, you know, what not what they are now. Um, so, you know, looking at this poll, I, it's just a poll adult. It, that's all it is. Uh, you know, that is all it is. I will say as much as, as much as I like to talk bad about Brandon Walker and Mississippi state, you know how much I love to do that in our Twitter group. 
I actually do think Mississippi State slightly underrated down there at last in that division. How, uh, how do you not put Auburn there? Right. You know, you know first year coach. Uh, it's Hugh Freeze. Everybody thinks he's going to be great, which maybe he, he will. Hugh but, Freeze is going to recruit better than anybody in the country. Right, but can he, he coach? Was, uh, who cares? He can recruit better than anybody in the country. He did it at Ole Miss. L- granted, he was doing NIL before NIL was a thing. Right. He was doing it in McDonald's sacks. But, I mean, you can – we'll kind of get into that, but he's stole two five-stars from Alabama – and Georgia the last week and a half. I mean, Hugh Freeze is going to be a recruiting machine at Auburn. And right, granted, if he uses his phone to call an escort or two, like so be it. Okay, so if you don't have a whole lot more on that media poll, I I don't. I don't. I don't have any problems with it. I mean, you got you got Georgia. You know, you have the you have the one through ten list here, which I guess is the projected. The projected champion, and just real quick, we'll go through like the top. We'll go to the top five on this. I want to go to the top five on this. This is interesting. This I just is, brought this up. I, did, I honestly didn't realize that that list was there when I said what I said. Yeah. The the top five is what I want to go into. Number one to win the SEC championship, Georgia. Number two, Bama. Number three, LSU. Number four, Tennessee. Number five, Vanderbilt. Hey, finished a Clark, Clark Lee's back. <laughs> Pick to finish last in the East, but have the most more votes than anybody to finish fifth. I will say now we're going to go over it when we do the over unders. Vanderbilt's schedule for for an SEC schedule outside of their divisional opponents in Georgia, Tennessee, not, not real tough. It's not terrible. They no. got you know the non conference toughest game probably Wake Forest. You know, we're going to get into that. But, but wait, wait for us without Sam Hartman. But their cross-division cross, cross division games, they just have Ole Miss and Auburn. And that's two teams put at the bottom of that division picked a pre, in the preseason. So, I mean, who knows? I, who knows? Cra- crazier things have happened. Could be could be 07 all over again, Dalt. Oh, goodness. Um, so, with that, Dalt, uh, you want to get into these transfers, talk a little bit about that? You know, I don't. We'll discuss these guys. I definitely don't don't have a ton of info on all of them, but you know, I, we know we know some of these guys. We'll go more in depth on some than we will others. Just starting off, we'll go. We'll start with Bama. Okay, we'll just go in kind of alphabetical order. We'll start with Alabama, the highest rated uh, transfer they had according to two four seven Sports was CJ Dippery. Dippery, I would yeah, I would say Dippery. Tied in from Maryland. I don't really have a whole lot on him. Um, and then Tresman Marshall, the linebacker from Georgia. I don't think he got a whole lot of playing time there. I think he's kind of a younger player. If I had to guess. If he was a linebacker at Georgia, he's probably a pretty highly, well, highly that, touted that, guy. That, that was what I, I was, was going to say. I, I mean, gone are the days where Alabama doesn't take a guy from Georgia. Right. Like, Georgia's defense has been that good. So, if you're going to tell me a – Georgia defensive players in the portal. I'm going to show a little bit of interest in him. No doubt. So, yeah, I mean, Alabama, Alabama, not really a, uh, not a huge portal team. Kind of like we talked about Texas last week in the big 12. Like you take some transfers, but schools like Alabama, Texas, as, as well as they recruit, you just really don't rely 
that heavily on the portal. No, I mean, Alabama had the number one, number two, 2023 right. class. It's a top three, top four class year in, year out. That's and the regular. So you get, you get kind of a position of like need there. I mean, you know, you're replacing the really good tight end that they had last year. And then you're replacing Henry Tua Tua right. in the, in the middle of that defense. So these two kind of, the, the only Makes other one, sense. the only other one that I would point out, and it's just because it's such a like pivotal position on the football field, is the Buckner kid from Notre Dame, the quarterback. Oh, yeah, the one. So, that- you know, how interesting does that make that quarterback battle? You know, based on what I read right now, they're still not a definitive starter. You got Milrow, obviously, and the Simpson kid that are there and have been there, but you know, Buckner coming in out of Notre Dame got offensive coordinator Tommy Reese, so. You know, it, it makes things interesting to say the least as far as in that room goes and, and what that, that battle may turn out to be for Alabama. Big, huge question mark for the Tide. Huge in, in question mark. Huge. Um, so moving on, Dalt, we'll, we'll head to Arkansas and we've got Jaheem. Yep. Jaheem Singletary, cornerback from, again, Georgia. Anthony Booker, defensive lineman from Maryland. And then Tyrone Broden, a wide receiver out of Bowling Green, just a, a massive body. Six seven wide receiver. That's a that's a that's a take. Never, 10 times never out a of bad 10. never no. a bad guy to have in the red zone, I would no. I would think. Jump, um, jump balls for days. I know that's a guy, actually I recognize that name. It's a guy that, that OU was kind of in on in the portal. Um obviously he picks Arkansas. You know, don't know a lot about the guy, but like we said, it obviously never hurts. You look at a guy like Johnny Wilson at Florida State, big, huge, six foot seven, like he's just a killer in the red zone. So I, I'm sure KJ Jefferson not not going to hate having that guy no, to throw to. You, when you, you definitely don't hate that inside the twenties. Um, so I mean, you got anything on Singletary or Booker? No, I mean, I, we don't. We're not really going to know a whole lot about. Maryland players. Right. And there's there's a couple on this list. Hey, Mike Loxley said that uh Maryland's competing for national titles. Well with all respect to him. No, they're not. No, they're no, not. No, you're not. But and then the uh Singletary kid from Georgia, if you're at Arkansas in a Georgia defensive oh, yeah. player hits the portal, yeah. You take him. Yeah, no doubt. I mean they they benefited from that sort of last year with the the kid from Bama, the Drew Sanders. Drew Sanders. I mean yep. So I, I have to imagine Singletary, uh, he'll have, an, I'm sure, an immediate impact on on that defense. Um, so we'll move on, Dalt, to Auburn. Uh, Caleb Burton. Big name. Wide receiver out of Ohio State. That's really big definitely, name. definitely one that we are familiar with. Top top five wide receiver in two classes ago? Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. And then you got Avery Jones, offensive lineman, Dylan Wade, another offensive lineman, you know, just that's really more so just addressing a position of need for Hugh Freeze. I'm sure. Oh yeah, uh, trying to fill some holes on the on that the in the trenches up front. Is is it surprising to you that there's not a quarterback like a yes. highly highly well, kind of sought after quarterback in all this? Probably talk about it a little bit later, but Spencer Sanders was allegedly down to Auburn and Ole Miss. Yeah, why he chose Ole Miss over Auburn. I don't know. Maybe maybe Auburn really didn't want him. I 
who knows? But we'll we'll get we'll get into him here in a couple teams. Right, right. I, I have I have a pretty good sneaky suspicion as why he chose Ole Miss, but, but we'll get into that here in a minute. But obviously, yeah, you know Caleb Burton, guy that gonna see immediate playing time. Oh, they're probably best wide receiver on the team. Potentially be there one of the, yeah the best wide receiver that they have. Um, but go ahead, dog. Give give me Florida. What do you got for Florida? Well, speaking of quarterbacks in the portal, they went and got. For whatever reason, Graham Mertz Home from run. Wisconsin just Home run. Billy Napier hit it out of the park. Uh man, I don't out of all the quarterbacks in the portal this year, Graham Mertz is not the one that I would have took. Now you you look at that situation and, and you talk about SEC and other spot that Spencer Sanders, you know Graham Mertz just uh I don't think he's very good. I don't. I uh, he hasn't shown anything different. I mean, he started. He, he had that what like three, four game stretch to start his career at Wisconsin, where and everybody was like, "Oh my god!" Like he's going to win the Heisman. Like this guy is he's electric. And, and then the like, next game, he throws five interceptions. He sucks. He threw he threw yeah. five interceptions the next game after that against Penn State. Not good. No, not good at all. I I, I don't know what Billy Napier's thinking in this respect. I would have thrown money at Hudson Card. I, the only thing I have to think is it's just like experience. I mean, you just, I guess, you know, Florida has a pretty good rushing attack with the ETN kid, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but I, that's the only thing I can, I can really base that off. And it, I'm not going to say that, you know, Graham Mertz is not a division one quarterback. I, you know, these guys know way more about it than I do, but it, he's not shown me anything that, you know, Wisconsin's not a place historically that has had great quarterback play. Florida, on the other hand, has had some pretty good quarterback play. I mean, just you know, last a couple year, Heisman Trophy winners, like just last year, they had a top. I, I don't whatever quarterback. I, I don't think Graham Mertz is that man. No, he doesn't fit that scheme. Um, so the the other guy you got on here is R.J. Moten, a defensive back from Michigan. Kind of another one of those deals. Don't hate to add a guy from Michigan. No, a guy that's that made the playoff last, last two years, two years um, in a hardball defense that's right. been pretty good. Not wouldn't say just stellar, but pretty good. Kind of a shocking deal. We'll go on to Georgia here. Georgia, they lose Ad Mitchell in the portal, and they just load up at wide receiver in the portal. They go get Missouri's Missouri, Missouri's number, wide receiver number one, Dominic Lovick. And then they get Raw Raw Thomas from Mississippi State. Now, two two probably two of probably the better wide receivers in the SEC last year. Right. The Lovett kid, really good. And then Raw Raw Thomas caught a lot of passes in Mike Leach's system. I can understand why both these guys went to Georgia. You know, Missouri's never going to win anything in the SEC East. Right. And then you look at the coaching change that we'll go into at Mississippi State on the play calling side. Ra-Ra Thomas was like, hey, I'm not going to be catching very many passes this year. We're going to – I'm going to go somewhere where I can play for SEC championships national championship and be on primetime TV week in and week out. 
Right. So, I mean, I completely get these. These are two really good gets by Georgia. It's just who's going to get them the ball? That's that's the question. Um, You know, you look at Georgia. If you ask Aaron Murray, Carson Beck is like the second coming of Jesus. Says he's going to be the best quarterback in Georgia history. Guy's not done anything. So not believing it till I see it, just the way it is. So uh, that's a great question. You know, you, you add these two electric wide receivers. You also bring back Brock Bowers and I believe the McConkey kid. Mm-hmm. So two great tight ends. So, you know, and obviously Georgia, you got weapons. Oh, like yeah. A couple, I believe a couple of their running backs are back to like. I mean, they're, they're, I have to imagine, and, and this is no disrespect to Stetson Bennett, but you know, he's not the most talented guy in the world. <laughs> No. Like, you, let's let's just be honest. A lot of guys could have quarterbacked that team to a national title the last two years. But still, you got a guy that's never played a down of college football. Going to have to see it before I believe it. So, yes, I believe both these guys are huge impact transfers, obviously. But that's a great question is, you know, are they going to be able to get the ball? So, we'll see. I don't know. Time, time will tell. Right. So moving on, Dalt, to Kentucky. And here here's a name that, you know, most everybody's familiar with. Obviously, top of the list for their transfers. You you have Devin Leary, quarterback from NC State, and then uh JQ Hardaway, cornerback from Cincinnati. Um obviously you had a huge mass exodus at Cincinnati when Fickle left. Yep. Um with, you know, new coach coming in there. That's typically just the way it goes in college football now. But this is a huge get for Kentucky quarterback. Massive get. I mean, you're talking about potentially second, third, fourth best quarterback in the conference. Maybe could could maybe could, be the could best. Maybe be the best. I, I think Daniel's kid at LSU for me is probably the best. And you know, you got Jefferson at, at Arkansas. A lot of people are high on him. Outside of those two guys, uh, kid at Mississippi State. Uh, Will Rogers, obviously thrown for a ton of yards, touchdowns in his career. Um, but Devin Leary, that's that's a great gift for, huge for uh, Mark Stoops at, at Kentucky. I mean. Well, he, Leary was what, the second best quarterback in this year's transfer portal? I think maybe behind Sam Hartman. Hartman. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Devin I, Leary was the he was He the might second. have been number one, but he yeah, he was up there for sure. Um, guy that's just thrown for a ton of yards, touchdowns. Obviously, a place like NC State, you're kind of limited on, you know, your ceiling's not as high. Really, it's not even as high as a place like Kentucky. Um, Kentucky's an interesting team, though. We're obviously going to talk about Kentucky a little bit later when we get into our our previews. But yeah, that's a huge get from Mark Stoops. I do you have much on the Hardaway kid? I mean. Okay. Cincinnati's had good corners. I wouldn't really expect him to be not a decent player. Right. I think he's somebody that could come in and play for Kentucky. I mean, I'm not trying to drag Kentucky, but does Kentucky just have a ton of talent on either side of the ball that you would be like, ah, we'll take him as a depth guy? Right. Pro- probably not. Right. Okay, so we'll we'll move on to LSU. Uh, obviously, this – you look at the two schools these guys are coming from. Obviously, I know for a fact one of them was a huge name coming out of high school, and that's Denver Harris, the cornerback. Massive name. Everybody wanted this guy. Bama, Texas, 
A&M obviously is where he went, uh, Georgia, I'm sure, but he hit the portal along with s- several others from A&M. Following. Well, Denver, I don't want to speak ill of the kid, but he had a lot of stuff off the field that was kind of his own doing. You video yourself drifting in a parking garage. Was that him that did that? That was him okay. that did that's, that's that. That's what I thought. I wasn't sure, but I, yeah. Before the, before one of their home games, him and a couple other players went to a uh, fraternity party the night before a game. Right. And it kind of made news. And he, he kind of stayed in trouble off the field. Going to a place like Baton Rouge – how much trouble can he stay out of off the field is as I mean, college station, there's not a lot to do. There's don't, a, don't get me wrong. There's a lot to do in Baton Rouge. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not new Orleans by any stretch, but yeah, I mean, some of these guys, they just can't stay out of their own way. No, it, it's incredible to me, Dalt, that like, you know, you hear the old saying is man, what I would give to be as talented as those guys. And they just wait. And it's always those guys that just, they waste their talent, whatever it may be. It, it, it's just incredible to me how just, I know they're, it's hard for me to say they're just kids because I am getting to the point that I'm quite a bit older than a lot of these college kids, but they're so dumb. <laughs> they I mean, are just dumb. They and, and I know when I was in college, like I was dumb too. I made some terrible decisions, hor- but horrible decisions. But like when you're in that situation under the microscope, that is the most popular, probably the second most popular sport in America to the NFL. Everything you do is being watched for the most part e- everywhere. I mean, it's like Bryce Young just came out and said, you know, he he was a he was, DoorDash driver and he basically like disguised himself so people wouldn't, you know, go crazy cuz he's driving around Tuscaloosa delivering food. <laughs> so I mean, take a, a video drifting through a parking garage? I, what's going on today, Adam? Well, here hey, we're, we're getting a little off track we, here. We we are getting a little off track and I will say this the difference in the dumb stuff me and you did in college. Nobody, we, most people didn't care. We didn't have the money oh, right. to and do that, dumb, right. the dumb stuff these kids in college are doing now. Driving Lamborghinis yeah. that you know, car dealerships give them. And yeah. it's like, oh man, I can go 150 mile an hour in this car. It's like. <laughs> in this parking garage. Why not? What's the worst that could happen? Um, anyway. Great driver though. Didn't hit a car. Was one handing it. You got to imagine this is a good get for for LSU team that already obviously is already stacked with talent. You know, probably already has the best defensive player in the conference and the Perkins kid. Um, but you know they pick up him and the other cornerback J.K. Johnson from Ohio State. So obviously LSU is a, a program that's known for having really good defensive backs. I think we would both agree they're oh, one yeah. of the top two three places in America. Um, so. I did read that they they did lose some a lot of, like their secondary, um, so it definitely just addressing a position of need, and and it never hurts to get you know a guy uh, two guys with experience right and and Denver Harris obviously as as ignorant as some of the things he's done may be great player still a great still a, a great, great player, player. Um, so with that dog we'll we'll move on to Ole Miss what we got for Ole Miss uh, we got a lot of stuff for Ole Miss surely not 
uh, with already having a pretty, and in my opinion, they have a really good quarterback in Jackson Dart. Right. I don't. I don't think that anybody would really argue that they go get Walker Howard, former five star from LSU at QB. They go get a sleeping monster in the Zachary Franklin kid from UTSA. Probably one of the best receivers outside of the Power Five last year. Just incredible talent. And then you finish it off with the linebacker from Louisville, Monty Montgomery. I mean, there's a name in here that was not high as these three guys, but you also bring in Spencer Sanders. Right. I mean, three, four, four year starter because he started as a. Right. Yeah. You know, a guy with just ton of experience but you know from from the outside looking in right now it looks like he's actually the third string from everything that i've read i i still don't understand his decision to go to ole miss this this is what i want to touch on what did the qb3 do in blue mountain state partied with the special teams that that's that that has got to be the only reason he went to ole miss yeah you think he's just like i've got one year of college football let me I'm go just going to go, go enjoy it. I mean, I get it. I mean, look at how big of a party school Ole Miss is. Right, right. You're not wrong. I, I, he, I, it can't be because he wanted to play, because he's not better than Jackson Dart. I just think I look at it in the sense of, like, if it was me. Like, I want to go compete and play. Like, I, I get, you know, just wanting to go have fun, whatever. That That's fine. It's just hard for me to just think like, yeah, I may not play, but, and and then that's not to say that he's not competing for that job because by all accounts, he may be just as good as Dart and Howard. Who knows the, you know, Dart highly recruited kid when he went to USC out of high school, but you know, he's not really shown anything special. I mean, he's a competitor. So, you know, I agree with you. The Franklin kid from UTSA, uh, it's a, a huge get for um, Kiffin, obviously. And, and this is a guy, you know, you could go down the list for Ole Miss. You could name six, seven, eight guys because he just lives. He lives uh, in the portal. Him him, and Lincoln Riley, probably the two biggest transfer portal coaches probably right now in college football, I would say. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean – they've they've just kind of made a living on on that which it's fine um maybe uh, you know you know i'm not the biggest fan of lane kiffin i no you you are I, not you are not just, on the lane train at I, whatsoever you you I, you wouldn't even think about purchasing a, purchasing a ticket to get on the lane train i think they should have hired him at ou i just think he i just think he's an offensive coordinator I don't know that he's a head coach. I'm, and and that can be said about a lot of guys. I, I think Lincoln Riley's a little bit that way. And I said that when he was at OU. Some of those guys, they have a hard time figuring out him, him and Lincoln both. It, the the defensive side of things, it's it's just like well, it's like they're blind to it. Lane Kiffin is the worst and maybe, about caring about his defense. And, and maybe it's because in their mind they're so offensive eccentric that it's just like well, we can just outscore teams. Well, and get, it's obviously not going to work. You, you like if you look back at some of the games last year, fourth and four from his own thirty-two, stupid, going for it, stupid. And I'm just like, 
What do you Why? do? Punt the ball. Why? Why? <laughs> Putting your defense in, and he's just like he's like I don't care about them defensive players. <laughs> Screw it. <laughs> Go get stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Block field goal. <laughs> yeah. You know they're, they're already basically in the red zone. Yeah. Like, just come on, guys. Hold them to three. We got to be better than that. I, it's just. Let's let's move on. It's tough. Mississippi State. I'm going to let you go ahead and try to pronounce this name. I was really hoping you would take it. Uh, I'll I'll say Sedu Traori. That that'd been better than what I come up with. If uh, buddy, if you listen to this podcast, which you probably don't, if I butchered your name, sorry. Tied in from Colorado, one of the, you know, one of the they're coming leaves from Colorado. I don't have anything on. <laughs> I don't. I don't Nothing. either. Um, you got a great quarterback, so you know, maybe probably a welcomed addition. You know, you you are they going to use him? You uh, you basically have an all new staff. Um, on the offensive side, right? I mean, you you do technically you have a new defensive coordinator because Arnett was promoted to head coach, and he did hire a defer. I don't know if they just promoted from within, but yeah. So we'll we'll move on to Missouri. Uh, Cameron Johnson, offensive tackle, and then you got Theo Weiss, wide receiver from OU. Uh, not a lot on the offensive lineman, just probably a position of need type deal. You know, there's just not a lot to say about offensive linemen. Like, sure, no. there's guys that you know you get excited about. You know, you have a big six foot five, three hundred and eighty pound offensive lineman. It's like, oh, that's probably a pretty good transfer. But you know, it's more than likely just addressing a position of need. We'll talk about Theo Weiss guy that i'm obviously you're familiar with i'm familiar with a little bit more being an oklahoma fan good wide receiver dalt just couldn't couldn't stay away from injuries at oklahoma and never just never quite got his feet up out, like under him was he a five-star yes yes he was one of the one of the three him him and bridges and hazelwood yeah never not not a single one of them ever panned out bridges obviously got kicked off the team for basically trying to kill a guy uh hazelwood hazelwood kind of had injury problems too you know had a decent final season but and weiss was kind of the same way and then you know the whole stuff with lincoln it it just it was what it was yeah and theo's a guy that kind of a long-legged not a real big guy i think he's like six two six three so he's not a small wide receiver but he can move in space like really good i feel like straight line speed um so I mean, you, he he's going to fill a position of need. They lose Dominic Lovett, right? And you pair him with the Burden kid, yeah, who was a five star coming out of high school. So I mean, you got technically you got two two five star wide receivers left and right. I, I assume Theo's probably going to start, um, but it's not a bad gift for Missouri. No, I mean, no. You take a, a five star wide receiver from Oklahoma, like not a bad gift at all. Not not in the slightest. Um, so we'll move on, Dalt. South Carolina, what do you got? Trey Knox, tied in from Arkansas. And then Jaron Willis, defensive lineman from Old Miss. Right. Uh, again, with, with the defensive lineman, it's it's maybe a little bit more impactful, like to a, to a guy to talk about than an offensive lineman. But, you know, it's an SEC to SEC move. Big, I, big body. I think he right. was over 300 pounds. And, I mean – South Carolina, kind of a team, recruiting wise, really on the rise. On the on the extreme up, 
Shane Beamer's doing a, a really good job out there uh, in Columbia. And then, you know, the Knox kid, that's obviously they had gotten the Stogner kid from Oklahoma. He went back into the portal, goes back to Oklahoma. So I, I think their other tight end maybe graduated. So, you know, that's just kind of addressing a, a position of need. And then no, no, no knock on this Trey Knox kid, but Arkansas brings in the kid from Bixby. Right. The four high four-star, almost a five-star kid from Bixby. Yeah. Who's going to play immediately at Arkansas. I cannot think of that guy's name. I, I can't either. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you can't really blame him, I guess. No. If, you know, not, Go somewhere where you can play. Right. That's that's the basically the world we live in. So a couple more teams here, Dalt. We'll round this out. We got Tennessee, uh, Dante Thornton. Big, big, big no, name big, wide receiver. I I know Texas was a little, a little kind of upset when we missed on him. Getting AD Mitchell kind of outweighed that. Right. Kind of kind of like a oh good thing we didn't get him deal. All right. But I mean, six five wide receiver from Morgan, gonna come in to what is a really good offense with probably the biggest arm in college football. Nah, no, and, no, probably. I mean. <laughs> Did you see where he, he said something about uh, somebody asking him how far he could throw it, and he said, I'm not sure, but I know it starts with a nine. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Why don't you just say a football field? Right, yeah. Just, yeah. I can basically throw it 100 yards. So, so Uncle, Uncle Rico. So, so basically what I'm hearing is there's no distance too far for Joe Milton to throw a Hail Mary touchdown pass. Apparently not. So um, unless he was saying like 91 yards. So, ba- so basically from his own 10 yard line. Yeah. If he, he has to the end zone, if he has time, you got a Hail Mary, you yeah, got a chance. Yeah. If he has time to I'd, let, I'm telling you, I'd love da- to see that Dalt. See to get Dante Thornton, six, five receiver down to the end zone. Right. You can throw it up, to get it to him. Nice. Hey, I, I've seen the guy throw it, and I don't. I don't. It's, I will say, it's I so believe. Easy. I believe him. It's so easy. for I have him. no doubt he could stand at the ten and give it a rip to get to the end zone. I want to know how hard he can throw a baseball. Yeah. Don't ask. Don't ask Vitello. He'd probably try to get him out there. One oh four. Right. I mean, um, but the other guy on here, Keenan Pili, Pili. Yeah, linebacker, starting starting linebacker, linebacker for BYU. From last BYU year. Uh, BYU's team known for a pretty hard nosed defense, so you got to think this is a guy that's probably going to fit right in for Tennessee. I mean, this I, I remember this this name whenever they I watched them play Baylor, and Baylor was lining up in the eye and snapping the ball, and BYU's linebackers were getting like a five yard head start going forward. Right. So he's a guy that's going to stick his nose in the hole, and that's going to fit in the SEC, no matter how you shake it. Okay, so we'll move on to A&M, Dalt. Uh, a team that was hit hard by the portal. Uh, and obviously, they, they did their due diligence in the portal. They get Sam McCall and Tony Grimes, both cornerbacks, one from Florida State, one from North Carolina. Obviously, they lose the Harris kid who we just talked about. So you turn right around, two-for-one type deal, I guess. Yeah. Uh, don't don't know a lot about both of these guys. Well, but the, the Grimes kids... He was good at North Carolina. Right. I'm surprised that he wasn't high. I don't know much about the Sam McCall kid. I know that the Tony Grimes kid was a pretty high cornerback in the portal. 
So I think that that's a good get, really good in man coverage, and that's kind of what Texas A&M's trying to get to, getting more of that bump and run, too high safety, man-to-man, let the linebackers kind of flow where they need. So that's a good get for them. Both, I mean, both of these guys, like I said, I just don't have a lot on the Sam McCall kid. Right. So we'll move on to Vanderbilt, Prince Kali, I believe. I don't. I feel like I've heard that name. Sounds very familiar. Notre Dame linebacker. Anytime you, you're Anytime, at Vanderbilt, you, you can get yeah, a linebacker, linebacker from, from Notre Dame. Exactly. You take it. 100%. And so, you know, that kind of rounds out our transfer talk. Again, you know, we don't really want to go super in-depth on all those guys, like talk about numbers. It's just, you know, kind of bigger names that, you know, look like they're going to have an immediate impact yeah. on, on those teams. Just names to look out for. And, uh, so, Dalt, we're going to get right into our over-under picks for our 2023 SEC season. And we'll just go down the list again in alphabetical order. Um, and we'll start with Alabama. And shockingly enough, we're at 10 and a half. And I have their schedule. So I will read the schedule basically just like I did last week. And uh, we'll see what we think here. So, Alabama has at home, they have Middle Tennessee, Texas, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU, and then I believe Chattanooga. I think I I shortened that. I ran out of space. And then on the road, they go to UCF, to Mississippi State, to A&M, to Kentucky, and to Auburn. What do we think, Dalt? Ten and a half is a big number for this Alabama team, especially when you have to consider the schedule. Nine, and, nine returning starters as a total. Don't total. Get me, don't get me wrong. Alabama recruits at the highest level in the country. Right. What's the old saying? They don't, they don't, they uh, don't rebuild. They rebuild, reload. They reload. Right. It's hard to reload from Bryce young from the number one pick in the draft. Oh yeah. I mean, this is, this is the most uncertain Bama will be at quarterback going into a season since probably before Jalen or like the year that Jalen started yep. as a freshman. Yeah. Because you didn't really, I mean, you knew you he was know. a good player, but you didn't know how good. Yeah. So uh, that's, uh, I mean, the first thing I wrote down was the QB's question mark. He, it's a huge question mark. Because like, like I said a minute ago, you have Milrow and Simpson, and then you have obviously the, the Buckner kid from Notre Dame. And it, and it's a new offense. Exactly. It's it's a brand new offense. It's not like you're saying, "Hey, I mean, you have a new defensive coordinator too." Yeah. Oh, that's right. They did because they lost Golding they, to Ole Miss. To, they lost Golding well, to well, Ole Miss. Yeah. yeah. The, was was Saban Ole, Ole was Miss, Saban really upset about it? It Ole, remains to be seen. Ole Miss is the island of misfits for the Nick Saban <laughs> right. coaching staff. Right. That's true. I I took the under. Taking the under. I take the under. You think they win 10? I think they win 10. I think that, and it's going to sound dumb. It's, but you got to think, there's four really tough games on that schedule. Yeah. LSU. LSU at home. Tennessee. You get them at home. Tennessee at home. Both at home. That helps. Te- you get Texas at home. And then you go. Then you go I mean, to toughest, A&M. toughest road game is, it's got to either be. It's Texas A&M. A&M. You just don't know how good Auburn's going to be. No. And, and that's always the last it's, game of the year. It's so always a good game, too. You're more than likely going to get the best version of Auburn, and depending on what that is. And you played – You it took a no timeouts, minute 30-second, 90-something right. yard drive to beat yeah, them last year. I got year. beat by them last year. 
So I'm going to take the under. I think they're ten. The the four games I worry about for Alabama is Texas, LSU, Tennessee, and Texas A&M. Imagine that. Texas fans saying Alabama should be worried about Texas. <laughs> I'm just giving you. I'm just giving they, you. They snuck out of Austin with one last year. Uh, you're right. You're so, right. I'll give you that. I, I'm just giving so, you a hard time. I, I don't disagree. I, I think that. I think that saying that they're going to win three of the four of those is really, really hard pressed considering all the question marks. I think they could definitely split them. Yeah. Maybe even go one and three in those games. It's possible. So I'm, I, I don't think they go nine and three. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that Alabama goes nine and three this year. I think they go 10 and two and they hit just under the, the hook. Yeah. No, the I hook have- is really tough to get them to 11. Mm. Give me the over. I think they go eleven and one. You you are you're you're on this bandwagon of Nick Saban is everybody's counting him out. Everybody's counting him out, and he's just gonna have one of them years where he's just like, hey, we're still Alabama. Yeah. Hey, yeah, we didn't go nowhere. Yeah. You know, I may I may regret this, but g- give me the over. I think they go eleven and one. I I think. As much as I do think that Texas game, second game of the year, it's a huge question. It was for them last year, but they get them at home this year. That's a huge advantage. Well, and that's what I was going to say. They do get three of those games at home. And let's not forget Alabama. They're going to get the benefit of the doubt. We just had this conversation. Oh, yeah. Officiating. One of the worst calls in the history of college football a wow. year ago. Gosh, was it bad. And that was a Big 12 crew. Um. But you get Tennessee and LSU. So I, I do think, as much as I know you want Texas to win that game week two, I, I think Alabama wins. I, I'm not going to pick it like I did last year. But, and then you, so then from there, you have Tennessee and LSU. And then I know A&M, but I think they beat A&M. I think they probably split with Tennessee and LSU. I think you have tennis. They, they got beat by both of them. So you have that little bit of revenge factor from a year ago for both of those games. Both at home. They might win both of them. Maybe. But I think LSU is going to win the West, with the West. So I think LSU wins that game again. So I do think they beat Tennessee. So I, I, I'm i going to take the over. I think they go 11-1. So we'll move I mean, on. I, I can respect it. Well, And again, I'm not trying to slight none of these games. It's a tough schedule. It is a tough schedule. I mean, it's the SEC. Every, it, it, as as much as the non-conference is awful outside of Texas, like it's a tough schedule. And I mean, you might as well consider Texas a conference game at this point because yeah. next year it will be. Or, we didn't get lucky enough to get a to get right. <laughs> our conference game with Alabama canceled right. like right. Oklahoma did Georgia. <laughs> right. So moving on, Dalt, we go to Arkansas seven and a half. Let me read you here. Uh, we got home UMass Sanford Samford. Georgia, Ole Miss, New Mexico State, and Alabama. They go on the road to Cal, Texas A&M, LSU, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, and Arkansas. Oh, I read Ar- I read Auburn's. I'm sorry. I was about I was about I'm to say sorry. I think you're a little off there, I bub. Had, I had him off on my list. Arkansas, they're Western Carolina, Kent State, BYU. A&M is neutral, Mississippi State, Auburn, Florida International, and Missouri at home. Only four road games, Dalt, technically. LSU, Ole Miss, Alabama, and Florida. So the four road games are very tough road games. Yes. So I think they 
two and two, one and three is very possible. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think they probably beat Florida. Yeah. And, yeah. But, but, the, but they're not beating LSU and Bama. No. It's not happening. I don't I don't think you're going to get the 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 Ole Miss game. It's going to be a tough one. Yeah, it's a hard place to play. New defensive coordinator. Right. Probably going to be better against the run. So it's going to sound crazy, but I'm going to give me the over for Arkansas. I think they can get to eight wins. I think they can go eight and four. I, I'm going to agree. I'm going to take the over two, and I think I think eight wins. I I, I think nine's possible. I mean, the, the non-conference is outside of what may be a decent BYU team, maybe. They get them at home. But they get them at home, and so, I mean, you you got to think you got four. Just right off there. the rip. If you can't scratch four more out of this. And then, I mean, you're talking Florida's not Auburn, be Missouri, good. and Mississippi State. All at home, you should win those games. Yeah, Arkansas is a tough place to play. Uh, it's a real tough place to play. I mean, and so then you got A and M, which is neutral, and that's going to be a good game, right? So I mean, you talk about Arkansas; they have the best, probably the best running back quarterback duo in, in the, the league. S- yeah, to- like with to- together, KJ, with KJ, KJ and Jefferson. Rocket Sanders. Yeah, um, and they bring in a six-seven wide receiver, right, to throw it up to. The question with Arkansas is the defense. Yeah, that's new, new defensive coordinator. Um, I mean, the bad thing is, is you only bring back a total of eight starters. I mean, this is a team that allowed thirty plus a game. Yeah, and that's just not going to work in the SEC. Um, you just it's just got to improve. They they couldn't stop the run, couldn't couldn't stop pass, they couldn't stop a nosebleed last year. Just really bad. And, so and they lose their offensive coordinator. Right. Yeah. New offensive coordinator. I mean. I, I, the the more we talk about it, the more I want to take the under. Right. I, yeah, because I mean, seven and five, it's possible. But it, I'm sticking with it. Give me the over. Yeah, I I am too. Okay, so we'll move on to Auburn Dalt, and we go even lower here at six and a half. And at home, I'll read it again. At home, they got UMass, <laughs> Samford, Georgia, Ole Miss, New Mexico State, Alabama. On the road, they go to Cal, A and M, LSU, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, and Arkansas. Give me the under. I think they go six and six, maybe five and seven in Hugh Freeze's uh, first year. I'm gonna agree with you. I, I don't I, think they can leg seven and five out of that. No, I I agree that the non-conference is um, very bad. So that's probably four wins. I I think. I mean. Cal's the the only power five is Cal and they're terrible. Well, then that, that'll get you to four. So that's four. But then you're talking about you're gonna you're gonna mix in Vandy will get three, you. To- you're gonna mix in three more wins out of Georgia, A and M, LSU, Alabama, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, and Mississippi State. Vanderbilt will get you to five. Yeah, and Ma- I, maybe, I, maybe, maybe. I we don't like we talked about earlier. Who is the quarterback for Auburn right now? That's a good question. I, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I, is I it may, still the Finley kid? I let me look here. Is is the Finley kid still there? Um yeah, I don't have quarterback written down in my notes, so the the website that I looked now they did get Philip Montgomery. Uh, he's the offensive coordinator now, was coach yeah. at Tulsa. Um part of me feels kind of dumb. I feel like I I should know who their quarterback is, but I genuinely don't. Did they, did they, who was their quarterback last year? It was the the Finley kid, I thought. But I, I don't – I mean, he wasn't nothing special. I mean, he played incredibly hurt against Alabama and last year. they've taken nobody out of the portal? 
No. Interesting. Um, I give me the under yeah. uh, six. I think six, I think I six think is the six, ceiling. Six is definitely the ceiling, and they could shock everybody. But yeah, five is probably more realistic. I mean, just off the rip, I think they're getting beat by Bama. They're gonna lose to Georgia. I think Texas A and M beats them. I think Ole Miss beats them. Uh, Arkansas, Arkansas is gonna beat them. And LSU. then LSU is going to beat them. There's six right there. And that's not even including Mississippi state. Right. Yeah. Give me the under. I mean, you got four, all three offensive starters coming back. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Eight on the defense is a good thing for right. 11 total, but it's, you got to score. Yeah. You, you do indeed have to score <laughs> points to win. <laughs> Nobody ever won a game zero to zero. So we're both taking the under? Yeah, I'm taking right. the under. Hammer the under. Uh, moving on to Florida, Dalt. Wow. Oh, five five and, a and a half. Five and a half. That's where five we're at Five and a half here. for Florida. Let me see. Uh, Tough non-conference. Yeah, Florida lucky. Very will be very lucky, lucky to make a bowl game yeah. in year two under Billy Napier. you got uh, the schedule here. At home, we got McNeese State, Tennessee, Charlotte, Vanderbilt. Georgia is technically considered a home game this year, but that's obviously neutral. Yeah. Arkansas and Florida State. And then at, on the road, you go to Utah, Kentucky, South Carolina, LSU, Missouri. Brutal. Uh, yeah. Brutal. One of, the, one of the tougher probably. I mean, outside of avoiding Bama, I mean – they avoid Bama and AM across, you know, as far as crossing over. Um I mean But you don't avoid LSU. They're so what what do we get? We get two crossover games, right? Yeah, yeah. LSU and Arkansas. So, you know, not a terrible draw uh, outside of LSU, Arkansas, you know. Maybe probably, a winnable game. It's at home. Right. You but get we just home, we just talked about Arkansas winning that game. Right. Obviously the swamp's tough place to play. Um so but you get Utah in the non-conference, and I, you get Florida State in the non-conference. I think I'm hammering the under. I am too. I think I think they're lucky to win five games. Yeah. I mean, I think you look at McNeese State and Charlotte, probably guaranteed wins. Like, yeah, most likely. Probably two. There's two. Didn't beat Vandy last year. No, they did so not. So can't say that's a guaranteed win. They, they did not. And they're probably worse at quarterback this year. Yeah, oh, a hundred percent worse. So I don't. Vanderbilt has a better quarterback than Florida. Yeah. So, can't say that's a guaranteed win. Not beating Tennessee. Not beating Georgia. Not beating Florida State. Not beating Kentucky. Not beating Utah. Probably not beating Kentucky. Not beating. Not beating South LSU, Carolina. Not beating South Carolina. That's seven. Yeah, you're five and seven now. And Missouri. Who knows. They go to Missouri. Missouri brings back. I mean, not not at, just a brutal place to play. But Missouri brings back eight guys on what was a decent defense last year. Yeah, give me the under. Yeah, I'm taking the under. I think they're too. lucky to go five and seven, Dalt. And Billy Napier might be fired. Yeah, hundred percent might be. It's bad. Losing recruits left and right. Like should should have stayed at ULM. I mean, the only bright spot really for this team is the ETN kid at running back. Oh yeah, I and mean, that's. I mean, they're going yeah, to have yeah. to lean on him. Six touchdowns, just over 700 yards rushing last year, 6.1 a carry. I mean, and he defense, should, he defense was, has got to get better. You have a new court, new coordinator in, in Austin Armstrong, but 
I mean, this this they average almost thirty a game, one hundred and seventy five yards rushing per game. That they gave up. You're only bringing back four defensive play starters from last year. I literally wrote down. Anthony Richardson is off to the NFL and in steps Graham Mertz, dot, dot, dot. And I wrote LOL in all caps on my notes. Yeah, it's, it's brutal. I mean, <laughs> poor Florida. The reason ETN's numbers were so low last year. You know year? what the highlight of Florida fans season is going to be, Dalt? The untold story that's going to be featured on Netflix. Oh, about, with about Urban the, Meyer. The Urban Meyer Florida team. That's going to be the highlight of the fall for Florida fans. Well, they'll have something good to watch. They can go back and reminisce. Moving on. Georgia, 11 and a half. Not a lot of room for error there, Dalt. Got the hook. Um, got to gotta win 12 to hit the over. Let's go ahead and see here. We got at home. Just a brutal oh, non-conference oh gosh, schedule. It's terrible. Brutal. It's awful. Tennessee Martin, Ball State. They get South Carolina at home. Alabama of Birmingham, the fighting Trent Dilfers. Kentucky, Missouri, and Ole Miss. On the road, they go to Auburn, Vanderbilt, Florida's neutral, considered a road game. They go to Tennessee this year, and then they finish with Georgia Tech, rivalry game. Um, you you tell me where there's a loss on that schedule. Outside of Tennessee. It, Tennessee, that's it. On the road at Neyland, it's but, probably going to be primetime 230 game. But realistically, if they lose that game, they go 11-1. and one. So you, 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 hit the under. you hit the under. Give me the under. They're not going 11-1. Give me the under. They're not going 11-1. Okay. You're taking the over then? Yes. They're, okay, Tim. What did we say last year about Kirby Smart and this Georgia team? We said he's bringing back nine starters. That defense is not going to be as good as it was last year. Nine starters total. Jalen Carter is pretty good. Yeah, they... Keith Ringo is pretty good, too. Really good. With Nolan Smith, he wasn't bad. We said we said that. We both said that our question mark with Georgia last year was Kirby Smart's going to have to show us that he can reload. And he did. And, and he, he did. did. He did. And he did. He did. He did reload. Man... He's going to do it again. He's got more production coming back this year. Oh, he lost his offensive coordinator, though, Dalt, and the quarterback. You can't replace uh, Stetson Bennett. You you can. That's fair. What did Stetson Bennett do for the team besides just be a really, really good game manager? Yeah. He kept them out of trouble. It's, it, for, for years there, he basically it was the it was the Nick Saban model. Yeah. You know, a solid, serviceable quarterback. Nothing, doesn't make mistakes. Nothing doesn't special. Doesn't turn the ball over. Can make the throws when you need him to. I just, just Tennessee, I'm giving them benefit of the doubt. They no, go eleven. I'm not. I'm not. I'm taking. So, I'm okay. taking. I'm taking the over. They're going to go twelve and zero. They're okay. going to win the East. That's fine. And I don't hate that. And I'm not. I'm not mad at you for it. I just. I'm just. It's really more something to talk about. I, I'm, gives I, us gives us a debate here. I'm telling you, it's just. It's going to be that Tennessee game is going to be a really really good game. Hopefully, it's better than last year. But like, should be exactly my point. Yeah, it's fair. They beat yeah. the snot yeah. out of Tennessee with their starting quarterback. I, who the guy on the team now may have a better arm. Yeah, but he I obviously mean, wasn't better say, than Hendon Hooker. Right, we're not going to say he's better than Hendon Hooker. Not yet. Okay. And Tennessee. No, we'll get into Tennessee in a minute. Moving on, Kentucky six and a half. I'm just going to go out and say it, Dalt. Yeah, I'm. I think I love the over here. I love the over. I think they get to seven. 
Easily. Pretty easily. I, I think seven's a, I think seven's like a bare minimum for this team. At home, we got Ball State, Eastern Kentucky, Akron. Three W's. Right easily. there. Easily. Florida. Four. Missouri. Five. They get Tennessee at home. No. Nah. They get South Carolina at home. Winnable game. Winnable game. Winnable game. There's there's seven. There's seven winnable games. Then on the road, they go to Vanderbilt. There's a win. win. Georgia. Loss. Mississippi State. It'll be a good game. Probably should win. Yeah. Probably a more talented team. That that would be eight. And you have a first year head coach at Mississippi State. Yeah. Alabama's lost. Probably. And then Louisville should be should a, be a win. win. Louisville's going to be god awful. So there's there's seven there minimum. So yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 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 seven games that, that should I win. I would just almost mark down. Right now, I, I would hammer the over over yeah. if I was betting on this. Well, and you got to think, Kentucky is one of the most. I mean, you you bring in a quarterback that's going to be one of the two, three best in the in the conference, yep. more than likely. And then you have a trio of receivers back that, for a total, they had last year. You know, not crazy numbers by themselves, but 127 receptions. Over 1,600 yards, 13 touchdowns amongst the three of them. And they probably have a better quarterback this year. Right. I mean, so, I mean don't, you, get, you don't have, get me wrong. The Devin Leary hype, whoever his agent is, good Will, for you. Will Levis. Did I say Devin Leary? Yeah. Oh, Will <laughs> Levis. I'm sorry. <laughs> Will Levis. I'm already excited about the Devin Leary Only guy in America in on the planet that puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Oh, that's awful. Way. But I, I really like this Kentucky team. And definitely the over. Yeah, I, mean, I think they could even get to eight fairly oh easy. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you talk about those games that I just named. If you, if you mix in South Carolina and Mississippi State, if they win those games, they're going nine and three. Nine and three with their three losses being Tennessee, Tennessee Alabama, Alabama, and Georgia. Georgia. Right. So, I mean, that's a top 15 I mean, team in the country. You got Mark Stoops. Defense is going to be good. I mean, they're going to be fine. Yeah. You got to, you know, offensive line, I think, is a question mark for Kentucky. But they you, did, I think they did just lose their five star offensive you, tackle. You plug in Leary with those three receivers that I mentioned. It's Tavion Robinson, Robinson, Darian Brown, and Dane Key. That they're, they're going to be, I think, much improved from a year ago. I think last year they went, let's see, they went seven and six last year. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, lost their bowl game. They only went three and five in conference. I, I think they they're a much better team. They, they went four, possibly nine and three. They went seven and six last year with a game they should have beat Ole Miss, but didn't. So, moving on, Dalt, we go to LSU, and this one's it's, it's, it's kind of tough. It's interesting, but it it, it is a you know. They got to get to ten, and they're at nine and a half. They got to get to ten wins. So we got at home. We got Grambling State, Arkansas, Auburn, Army. Florida, Georgia State, and A and M, and then they go to Florida State, which I think will be a neutral game. It's it's the, a Camping World Bowl, right? It's or the, Camping World it's Classic, the kickoff, right? Yeah. That's what it was last year. Mississippi State, they go both Mississippi schools: Mississippi, Ole Miss. They go to Missouri, and then they go to Alabama. I'm picking them to win the East, Dalt. So I'm taking the over. The West, you mean? Or the West. Yeah. I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over, too. I think they can get to 10, 10 wins. I mean, I think they could go 11-1. and one If I mean, they don't play Georgia or Tennessee on the across conference. So, or, or South Carolina, the, the top three teams on the media poll. Yeah. So they dodge all three of them. I mean, their, their cross-conference is who? 
Florida, Florida and Missouri. Yeah. Can't ask for much better than that. No, that's those are those are two wins for LSU. So, I mean, I, I think 10 is easy here. Yeah, I'm taking the over at 10. I think that you run into the risk of maybe dropping that game against Florida State. Yeah, I mean, they did last year. Yeah, which it – It'll be a better LSU team, but I think it'll still be a, a good, Florida a State really team. good Florida State yeah. team too. Should be a great opening. Weekend. It'll be a really good opening. Yeah. That'll probably be our game of the week. More than likely, probably probably a top ten matchup. More than likely, yeah. At least probably top twenty, definitely. No, that'll be a top ten. Um, uh, Florida State will be ranked maybe close to top five. So, <sighs> two best players on each side of the ball reside at LSU in the conference, in my opinion. In the Perkins kid on defense and, then, and Daniels quarterback. I know KJ Jefferson was the preseason quarterback, but I'd take Daniels ten times out of ten over KJ Jefferson. Just my my opinion. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm taking the over on this too. I I think it's I mean, it's a team that won ten games last year, adult. Yeah. Yeah. I, they were they went ten and, and ten and two last year. I mean, they didn't lose a ton. I mean, you, like I said, I they have they bring back eight on offense, which is going to be. They had a one thousand yard receiver last year in the neighbors kid, yeah. like just over a thousand. And then you have a, a pretty good tight end in the Taylor kid had over four hundred receiving yards, a couple three touchdowns. Well, they did lose their recruiting director. Who's that? Am I the one that got caught? Having, oh yes, yes. <laughs> having, how, could, how could I forget having orgies in the locker, uh, having orgies at the hotel room with players and coaching staff? What a what a <laughs> what a what a time to be alive, well, dog! Welcome to LSU, Denver Harris. Yeah, <laughs> he, surely he'll get his life on track. Surely, surely Baton Rouge can't get him in any more trouble. No, I I think the ten, the over ten. Yeah, I mean the the only games on this schedule that I would say are surefire losses is only one. And it's Alabama. That's yeah. probably a surefire loss, in my opinion. Yeah. But you do have Florida State, good team, probably can lose. Outside of those two. You I, get you get Texas A&M at home. Outside of those two, you line up on the field, and every team you're you're lined up against, you're, you're as than. good or definitely better, better than. The only one that could probably compare outside of those two is, is A&M. Like, uh, yeah. Outside of, outside outside of Alabama, Alabama and Florida State. Yeah, it'd be, it would be an A&M and, and I mean, you get them at home. LSU is probably more talented than Florida State, but – Florida State's got a lot of experience coming back. Really good players. The verse kid on defense. Obviously, you got uh, Jordan Travis. Jordan Travis, and, and then the Wilson kid, John so Wilson. We're both taking the over there. Yeah, I'm taking the over on LSU. Okay, moving on. We got Mississippi State at six and a half. Oh man, oh, Brandon you're, Walker. You're, don't you're, listen to this podcast. You're grimacing on me. Oh, uh, it's. <clears throat> Let's read the schedule. We got at home. We got Southeast Louisiana, Arizona, LSU, Alabama. Western Michigan, Kentucky, Southern Miss, and Ole Miss. And then you go to South Carolina, to Arkansas, to Auburn, and to A&M. It's tough. It's well, a tough schedule. Just go through the list here. Let me let me uh, do a little marking down here. Pull up my notes. So they're going to go 3-0, 4-0, whatever, in, out of conference. So. Because the, they only play eight. Toughest games. Toughest non-con is Arizona, which and they should, gonna, they should, gonna, win, they should that win that. But other than that, you got Southeast Louisiana. That's probably where that maybe where Bobby Boucher played. Yeah. Um, mud dogs. Mud dogs. Mud dogs. Mud dogs. <laughs> West, <laughs> Western Michigan, 
and Southern Miss, that like you said, that should be four wins right there easily. And 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 but, the scary thing, you know where that Southern Miss game is at? Right before the Egg Bowl. Nice. So you get back to back in state. Yeah. Nice. But could you get a little out. bit of that looking ahead yeah, to Ole possible. Miss with Southern Miss? And Southern Miss isn't a scrub. They got Frank Gore Jr. I who mean, is just a tank at running back. The biggest question is, I mean, you have an entirely basically new off- or new coaching staff. I mean, obviously Arnett was the DC, right? Yes. So yes. he gets promoted following the the passing of Mike Leach. Um, and I know they're really high on him. And this was a defense that was pretty good a year ago, 23 points a game. Like you can't. But you only returned four starters. Right. So, you know, got to gotta plug some guys in. I, I do think Mississippi State could surprise some people based on some of my picks. Man, I, I don't think they beat LSU. I don't think they beat Bama. I don't think they beat Kentucky. Maybe. That was an iffy one for Kentucky we just picked. Don't know that they beat South Carolina. At South Carolina, it's a tough That's place a to tough play. That's a tough place to play. Arkansas, tough place to play. Auburn, probably uh, they'll, can win they'll, that they'll game. They'll beat Auburn. And then A&M. They'll lose to A&M. At A&M. I, what is it? Six and a Six half? Six and a half. They're not getting to seven. Let's see here. One, two, so four. So loss, loss. Four and three. I think they go six and six. I think possibly seven and five. I think seven and five would be if they can beat Kentucky or if they can shock Ole Miss again. I mean, let's be real. They've had, they've had Ole Miss's number I mean, the past couple of years. Let's just look at it this way. They're not beating LSU and Bama. No, there's so, two. So outside of their non-conference, you have to sprinkle in three wins against either Ole Miss, Kentucky, South Carolina, Arkansas, Auburn, or A&M. You have to you have to win three of those six games. I don't I don't think they do, and and they go to A and M, don't they? They go to A and M, South Carolina, Arkansas, and Auburn. I I mean I think they probably beat Auburn. I think they could beat Ole Miss, and they could beat Kentucky. And they could but get that's to still, seven. That's still only six, and that's six and a half. No, that's or no that that'd, that'd be, be seven. seven. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. They got to sprinkle in three. So. I, I've got I'm them wrote ta- down here as the under. I'm taking the under. and I think they go six and six. And my whole reason for this is... And it sucks for Will Rogers. He's a great quarterback. Great quarterback. But here, here's what I do not like There's about just- this Mississippi State team. Yes, you bring back seven offensive starters. Yes, Will Rogers is maybe a top whatever quarterback. Two, three, four. I mean, he's top, top four, top five in the conference easily. But you bring in an offensive coordinator from Appalachian State who is a run-predominant play caller. Yeah, it's likely going to be a very different look. Yeah, this is going to be an extremely tough... Starksville. Yes. I mean, you're going... When has anybody ever went from the air raid to to a run-it-down-your-throat deal? Right. It's not going to be a good fit. I I don't just love this... That's and that's what I wrote down. I, I just wrote Mississippi State is a team that could surprise some people if they can navigate a grueling SEC schedule. And I just don't think they can. And it's and they're a first year head coach. Like I know, like I think six and six is I, I, I seven think, and five. I think is absolute ceiling. 
Yeah, and I just that, don't. I don't, and I I think that there there's a couple games on there that could get away from them. And so we're both taking the under there. Yeah, I'm going to take the under on Mississippi State. Moving on, we got another six and a half, Dalton. That's Missouri. We've got at home. They have South Dakota, Middle Tennessee, Kansas State. LSU, South Carolina, Tennessee, Florida. On the road, they go to Memphis, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Georgia, and Arkansas. What do you got? This Missouri team is one of the top two in returning production. Right. They bring back 14 14 starters. Eight on defense, which was a defense that got somewhat better towards the end of the year. Yep. They I, they only allowed twenty five a game. Yeah, I mean, mean last year. I've yeah. I've got it at the over. I, I've got them at the over. I got them getting to seven. So we got South Dakota's a win. Middle Tennessee's probably a win. Yeah, they're going to lose to Kansas State. Kansas, so which Memphis which, they probably win. Yeah, so that's three three, three of your four non con. So yeah. then let's say they lose to K State. That's three and one going into SEC play. Yeah. So. To get to seven, they have to win four games out of. They probably did. Vanderbilt beat Florida, Missouri last year. Or did Missouri beat Missouri Vandy? beat Vandy? So you, you think you probably beat Vanderbilt? You probably beat Florida. Beat Florida. So, so there's that's five. five. So then you got to beat. Looking at the schedule, you got to probably win two games out of. You're not beating Georgia or Tennessee. No. So that means you got to beat. Two game, we got to win two games out of Kentucky, Arkansas, and South Carolina. You're not beating LSU either. No, you're not beating Georgia. I, I so can can Missouri? I mean, I think we took both of us kind of thought Kentucky would probably beat Missouri. Yeah, I'm taking the under, dude. Six. They went. There's a team that went six and seven last year. I think they go six and six again this year. They but make a bowl game. I, they they beat Arkansas last year. Yeah. I don't think KJ Jefferson was playing though. I think KJ Jefferson got hurt towards the end of that season. Revenge Cause, game because I think that's Malik, at Arkansas. Too. I think Malik Hornsby was playing QB for them that week. I, I'm taking the under. I think they go six and six. Yeah, I'm going to change. I forgot that they I, played Kansas State. I convinced you. I I forgot that they played Kansas State in their if they would have had. Anybody but Kansas State in their non-con, it'd been an easier sell. But I don't think that they can beat Kansas State. Which, I mean, Missouri, they could surprise some people. You got the Cook kid at quarterback. He, he's been good. You Obviously, they brought in the Garcia kid from Miami, who he's Cook not, kid's probably going to be the starter. Yeah. Like we said earlier, you have the Burden kid, the wide receiver, be a sophomore, a little more established. You bring in Theo Weiss through the portal. They have some weapons on offense. Don't know the running back situation, but it's a team that had a good defense a year ago, and they've got some playmakers and a guy that can get them the ball. So I think, I think Missouri could get to seven wins. I just, I don't. They would have to beat Kansas. I'm State. not going to say it's impossible, and I don't even know that they have to beat Kansas State. I think they could win two of those three games against South Carolina, Kentucky, and Arkansas. They could, on, on paper. I think they could. They could play South Carolina, Spencer Rattler. You never know. He might throw six interceptions. Or he could throw seven touchdowns. Or he could throw seven touchdowns. So I'm still going to take the under. I think the under is the safe play. I think they go six and six. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to switch mine. I don't I, – I completely forgot that they played Kansas State. I just had them – I just – it's hard for me to think that 
an SEC school's playing a Power Five non-conference team. Right. It's just it's Very tough rare. for me. It's tough for me. I completely forgot that they played Kansas State. Whenever you read Kansas State off as their non-conference, I was like, oh, damn it. And I mean, even Memphis is you know not not a typical SEC opponent non-conference. No. Really. I mean, moving I, on though, we I got mean, their Verge Power Five. Right. Right. Yeah, they're not Austin P or Tennessee no. Martin or A- Appalachian State. <laughs> well, <I'm, laughs> shh, shh, shh. don't don't say that name too loud. If we have any Texas A and M fans, they'll uh, have some PTSD about their non their non Power Five well, schedule last year. Yeah, and and this year we'll get to that. Uh, Ole Miss, Dalt, seven and a half. We've got at home Mercer. Uh, There's that SEC non conference. I wrote GT. Is that Georgia Tech? I would assume Georgia Tech. I don't think I would have wrote GT for anybody else. Um, LSU, Arkansas. Talk about a brutal non-conference for Georgia Tech, Mississippi, and Georgia. Yeah. LSU at home, Arkansas at home, Vanderbilt at home, A&M at home, and then Louisiana Monroe. And then on the road, they go to Tulane, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, Mississippi State. They're not. They're not getting to eight. I'm not sure they are either. They're not um, getting to eight. They may not get to seven. They 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 barely got to eight last year. Yeah, started seven and zero. Oh, things were going great, and then they went one and five. Yeah, with uh, that one win was over Texas A and M. I'll tell you what. What Ole Miss has, they have the best running back in the conference in the Judkins kid. Oh, without question, Quinchon is a freak. Uh, the the Sanders kid at Arkansas is very good, but give me Judkins out of anybody every day of the week. Um. You know, we talked about they bring in Pete Golding. It's it's definitely an upgrade for Ole Miss. Did Alabama really feel like they lost much? Probably, Probably not. Probably not. But it's an upgrade for Ole Miss. Definitely. Defense allowed 30-plus a game. Not going to work. Well, it doesn't help when your play-calling head coach is going for fourth and exactly. sevens on his own 30. Right. And, and I mean, the, the, the other most interesting thing about Ole Miss is the quarterback situation, which we touched on with the two transfers it's, it's and gotta, Dart. It's got to be Jackson Dart. It has to be. To me, if it was him last year, and neither of these guys, like the Howard kid the Howard couldn't kid win a job at, at LSU. He didn't play. So you tell me he's going to beat out the guy at Ole Miss? Not, you know. No, probably not. I don't think Jackson Dart's that much worse than Jaden Daniels. No. I mean, I think he's Jaden Daniels is better. Better. But, definitely, but he's not that much worse. No. And so then you have Spencer Sanders, you know, a walking turnover himself. <laughs> and, I mean. You just, so, can't, you just can't help it. Just uh, well, just. A, just I, I mean, just get it in Jackson there. Jackson Dart, Spencer Sanders, like Spencer Sanders, a lot more experience, but a lot more athletic. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I think that there's going to be a package that gets Spencer Sanders on the field. He is too oh, good. He, I'm sure he's too good of an athlete not to get on the field. He might play wide receiver and make a move. I, I so, would. We got six and seven and a half here, doll. They're not getting to eight. I like to think in their non-conference, you know, they they win definitely three. I think Tulane's going to be pretty good I was, again. I was just about to say, are this we just are we just going to hammer the what, Tulane? Did Tulane train? win ten games last year? They beat USC in the Cotton Bowl. I think they got to ten and three. So, no, that eleven and yeah. eleven and two. Yeah, pretty good. Really Ole Miss good. Did beat them last year though. Ole Miss did beat them. That was a game that had the rain delay and yeah. Anyway, um, but they have to go two two Tulane. Yes, I think they go three and one in the non-conference. We'll say Tulane beats them, and hell, they might beat Tulane, so yeah. they could go four and zero. Oh. They beat them last year. 
but so you're going to have to find three wins. You're going to find four wins in your conference. You're at four and zero oh in going the West, into, into, not into conference, and you. So you got to go to Bama, to Georgia, nope, nope, to Mississippi State, who they got beat by a year ago. Two two years straight. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So so and as far as their road conference, the probably only one they're winning is Auburn. That's Maybe. three. So 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 that's that's five wins. They have to find three more so to hit the over. Let's just say. They're not beating Texas A&M. They're not probably beating A&M. Probably not beating Arkansas. So then you got Vandy. You beat that's, Vandy. That's six. And then still, if they beat Arkansas, that's, that's seven. seven. So, so they'd have to find a way to beat either Mississippi yeah. State or Texas A&M to get to eight. But then let, let's do say they go 4-0 in non-con. That's the, that was that's, with the scenario of 4-0 in non-con. Okay, so yeah, four, let's see, five, six, yeah. Seven. Seven. They would have to find a way to win one of the two. And don't get me wrong. They can win one of the two at Mississippi State or at Texas A&M. Like, they could split those games. I, right. I firmly believe that. I mean, you, they get we, A&M at home. That definitely helps. And we know, tough place to play. we know how much Lane Kiffin absolutely freaking hates Jimbo Fisher. Oh, yeah. If he could go one and ten or one and eleven, as long as he beat te- beats Texas A and M and Jimbo Fisher, and he can call him a clown <laughs> on Halloween night again, he'll be uh, fine. But it's going to be a little bit different A and M team this year. Yep. Give me the under. I, I, I got it. I got it wrote down for the under as well. Okay, moving on. South Carolina, six and five or six and a half, Dalt and. I think I messaged y'all one of the uh, tougher schedules. In the brutal. Conference. It's a brutal schedule. We've got at home, uh, already announced college game day, North Carolina at home, uh, which I actually think that's going to be a neutral site game because I thought I saw they were going to the um, the Queen City yeah. in Charlotte. So, yeah. it's, so it's going to be, be at the Speedway. It's going to be, yeah. So – North Carolina, technically considered a home game, but then we got Furman, Mississippi State, Florida. Uh, I wrote down JSU. It's not Jackson State. I, I don't. Jacksonville State. Okay. Is it Jacksonville State? Okay. Yeah. Vanderbilt, Kentucky, and then Clemson. And then on the road to Georgia, to Tennessee, to A&M, to Missouri. Tough. I want to say, man, seven is is this team should be good enough to win seven games, but you look at the schedule. The schedule is tough. eh. (laughs) Hey, we got North Carolina and Clemson. You know, in the non-con, like North Carolina, I think is going to be decent. They got the one of the best. Clemson, I think Clemson is going to be good. They got one of the best quarterbacks in the country. North Carolina does. Let's let's not forget Drake May is still at North Carolina. Right, with all the transfer rumors that was out there, he's still there. I mean, so you're talking about playing potentially probably the top two two of the top three teams in the ACC. Yeah, outside of Florida State, they get North Carolina and Clemson. And Clemson, I think, is going to be good. Really good. I think Clemson's got something to say this year. Yeah. Um, New so, offensive coordinator, really good quarterback, great running back. So then we look at, you know, Georgia, Tennessee. They beat, not, I know they beat Tennessee last year, but Hooker well, got hurt and it, the stars just kind of aligned. Like, let's Spencer be Rattler was like, Spent like 34 South, for 42 with like five right. touchdowns, wasn't Sa- he? South Carolina was He's not, not doing that they again. They were not a better team than Tennessee last no. year. They weren't. No, so, Hooker went down and it just deflated i mean i think 
And that's on the road. I think South Carolina can beat North Carolina. I do. I think that they, you know, probably more physical and maybe play better defense. And <clears throat> excuse me, you know, I I like South Carolina. I you know they got I, I like Shane Beamer as well. They they got the Juice Wells kid at wide receiver, really good wide receiver, just under a thousand receiving yards last year, six touchdowns. Um, obviously Spencer Rattler threw for you know over three thousand yards a year ago, but he did turn the ball over, eighteen touchdowns to twelve picks. I mean, it's not very good. But no, touchdown to interception ratio is always kind of been run defense was awful last year. 13th in the SEC. It's got to be better. And that was with, who was it, Florida? Giving up 170-something right. on the ground? Yeah. So, I mean, you got a new OC in the Loggins, Lo- Lo- Loganes, however you say his name. Um, They went eight and five a year ago, Dalt. So, that, I mean. That means they only won seven. Seven and a half. Let's see here. They, they're, they beat, they're, they're they beat Furman and, and Jacksonville State. There's two. Okay, six and a half. Okay. Yeah, they got to get to seven. So, I think they beat North Carolina. I so, think they beat North Carolina. So, there's So, three. there's three out of – I don't think they're beating Clemson again. They beat Clemson and Tennessee last year. No. Don't no, think they're winning no. both those games. Don't think they're winning either one of them. I think they beat Vanderbilt. There's four. They beat Florida. Five. Probably maybe beat Missouri. Six. So that's six. So out of the remaining games, they got to win one. They got to beat Kentucky, Georgia, Tennessee, A&M, Kentucky, or Mississippi State. So Mississippi State. That that would be the one that I think that you would have to win. So and the, because they get Mississippi State at home, right? I'm taking the over. I think they go seven and five. I think they maybe even. I think they could sneak out and go eight and four. Honestly, I think they could go eight and four. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm gonna. I got it written down here as the under, and I'm gonna stick with that. Okay. I don't think they beat North Carolina week one. Okay. So you like the I, under? I'll take the over. I, I I think the fighting Mac Browns with the Otari Hills. A Texas legend. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to take the under. I, I I don't see them getting to seven because okay. I don't think I don't I think don't. that you can just write that North Carolina game down as an automatic win. I don't hate that. I don't hate it. Moving on to Tennessee, Dalt, we got nine and a half. Uh, 13 starters re- returning off of what was an 11-2 and two football team a year ago, won the Orange Bowl, beat Clemson. Uh, first double-digit win since 07. Josh Heupel looks like he's got the ball rolling in in Knoxville. Um, Obviously, you'd lose a guy like Hendon Hooker, who, for all intents and purposes, looked like he might win the Heisman a year ago until he goes down with the injury. Well, until he ran into Georgia. Yeah, it gets you know. I mean, that Georgia game really the the Georgia game really hurt his Heisman odds. You know, Tim Banks, defensive coordinator, is back again, and the defense has improved year and year after year under him. They. They gave up 29 points a game in 21. They improved to 22 points a game in 22. And everybody's like, well, that's only seven points. Oh, that's that, a huge that, difference. That's a touchdown. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that'll be a big key. And then obviously you you lose Hooker, but you also lose Hyatt and the Tillman kid. Yeah, I was going to say you lose two you know, of your burning, two of your best wide receivers. You bring back for, gosh, what is it? Is I mean, ninth I year know we, we talked about it we, they bring in the thornton kid yeah so that helps well and they also have brew mccoy for his right him yeah. and him and jordan whittington are going for longest <laughs> active college career but 
let's let's look at the schedule. I haven't read the schedule. So they got at home. They got Virginia, Austin P, UTSA, South Carolina, A and M, UConn, Georgia, and Vanderbilt. And they go to Florida, to Alabama, to Kentucky, and to Missouri. Instead, nine and a half. They got to get to ten. I think they go four and zero in the non-con. Uh, he, UTSA he, he, is kind of a sneaky one because that's a good team. But they get them at home. They get them at home. So let's say they go four and zero. So they got to win six more games out of their eight. They got to go six and two in conference. Very doable. So think they can beat South Carolina. They didn't beat them last year, but I think they can. They get uh, they get them at home. They get them at home. They beat Vanderbilt like a drum. They beat Boom. Florida like a drum. They beat Missouri like a drum. They. Probably beat Kentucky. So that's five right there. There's five. And they're going to beat AM. So that's nine. So then you got AM, Georgia, AM, AM at home. So I, I like the over. Yeah, they're, they're winning one of those three games. Yeah, I like I, the I over. picked them to beat Georgia. So I'm taking the over. Yeah. Give me the over. I, I think they go, I think they go 10 and two. Yep. I think they lose to Georgia. And or Alabama and Texas A&M, but they, like you said, they win one. The reason I think it's Texas A&M is because it's at home. Neyland is going to be loud, and you're going to have a redshirt freshman slash sophomore and Connor Wagman taking the snaps for Texas A&M. So I'm basically already saying that Tennessee's winning the East. I picked them to beat Georgia. They're not losing another game in the division, but they'll lose two games in conference. But it don't matter. They do divisions. But it does matter because they'll have two conference losses. I didn't think it mattered as far as the divisions goes. Nope. Who represented? No. Nope. If your con- it, the tiebreaker goes head to head, if it's even. So if Georgia loses one game and Tennessee loses one game, so what's the point of having divisions? That doesn't make sense. Well, you. I mean, if Tennessee loses two conference games, they're gonna not be ahead of a one-loss Georgia team. Well, I, Even I, if it's a head-to-head matchup. I understand that. I just thought they, they did it like in the divisions, like it was your division record. Think, versus... of it, think of it like this. OU beats Texas. Well, the Big 12 is different, though. Well, no. I, but there's what I'm saying is they don't just go – they don't throw away your opposite side – I, I understand. Losses. I understand what you're saying. I just didn't know it was that way. Yeah. No. That's. They're not gonna. If they go ten and two, they would have to go eleven and one and beat Georgia. Okay. 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 I don't. So, I don't have them beating Georgia, so I have them going ten and two. But <laughs> that's still the over. Okay. So we both like the over on them. So moving on, Dalt, we got A and M. Um, seven and a half. They got to get to eight. Didn't even win six. Didn't even win six last year. At home, we got New Mexico, Louisiana, Monroe, Auburn, Bama, South Carolina, Mississippi State, Abilene Christian. On the road, they go to Miami, Arkansas's neutral, Tennessee, Ole Miss, LSU. I would like to say they go undefeated in the non conference, but they didn't do it last year. They got beat by Appalachian State. It is not as tough as a non-conference. Appalachian State was a very physical team. I don't think Louisiana Monroe is as physical as Appalachian State is. So I think that that defensive line being as good and a year more mature is going to be much better. I It pains me to say this. I think Texas A&M is going to be a much, much improved football team next year. 
And I think I have them down as the over. I have them going eight and four, maybe even nine and three. Uh, I'm going to take the over as well. I think you get a, a major for what they've done. A huge kick. A bounce back year for A&M. I think they, I think they do go undefeated this year in the non-con. I think Miami's not going to be very good again. I, I, I think Mario um, Cristobal might be on the hot seat. I don't think one of these teams is going to run in there like Appalachian State did last year. That was just kind of well, a perfect storm type deal. That was a team that was just more physical. I mean, Appalachian State was a very physical team. That's kind of what Mississippi State's going to try to do this year with that new offensive coordinator. But, but I mean, I, I don't I, see them losing five I, games. I wrote down, first thing I wrote down, can Aggies overcome themselves? It, it's and it's that's, themselves. That's the question. It's, it's themselves. It's, it's a lot of the same stuff you ask about Texas. Like similarly, it's can you overcome yourself and the expectations that are set by other people, not even necessarily yourself. Um, top this top ten team in the preseason a year ago. They're going to be a top twenty five team, probably a top twenty team this year. Yeah, I think they'll be about. Eh, I don't know. They'll and, probably be sitting about twenty one, twenty two. I mean you have a wide receiver room that's as good as any in the conference and Anaya Smith and Evan Stewart and the Muhammad kid. Oh, the Weigman yeah. kid at quarterback should be better. Like he should be better. You I, hire Bobby Petrino. Like who knows what the play calling situation is going to be. <laughs> Bobby Petrino is not calling <laughs> plays. I mean, Jimbo Fisher is like, you know, what, what did he say? I sent it to you guys. It was something like, you know, I can't even remember what it was now. It's escaped me, but he, it was something along the lines of, Basically Me and like, Bobby have a good working relationship. Yeah, yeah and it's, he understands. He essentially said, "No, he's not calling plays." Basically, like his his opinion will be, you know, he, held in high that regard. Was, but, that was exactly what he said. He's like, "I can't wait to hear his opinion." Yeah, it's like, but okay, why'd you hire him as an offensive coordinator? Why didn't you hire him as an analyst? Jimbo Fisher's still going to be over here with his, yeah, his whole Denny's notebook. playbook, <laughs> calling plays. Uh, so looking at the schedule, though, four and zero non conference, they beat Auburn. Yes, there's five. They probably beat Ole Miss. There's six. They probably beat Mississippi State, maybe. There's seven. So they need to either beat South Carolina. I think they can beat South Carolina. Alabama. I think they beat Alabama. Did I say Auburn already? Yes. Okay, so then, you know, I don't know that they beat Tennessee or LSU. Not on the road. Not on the road, on the they road. don't. They do get Bama at home. I think they beat Bama. So they could beat Alabama. They've done it, what, twice? Yeah. Now? Yeah. In the Since, SEC? Yeah. Johnny Benzel did it, and then so, they, Jimbo Fisher was the first assistant coach to beat <sighs> Nick Saban. I'm going to take the over. I think they I think they at minimum go eight and four. I feel I, stupid saying this about a <laughs> Gosh. But get, I, I also think that the over. I, I think, think they could go nine and three. I think they could go nine and three as well. Um, but I'm going to hit eight and four. Give me the over. They bring back. They bring back the most starters yeah, in the SEC. Fifteen, seven on offense, eight on defense. That is huge. And they may be upgraded the positions they lost on defense by losing Denver Harris in his off-field troubles and bring in Tony Grimes from North Carolina. So. I, I think this is this will be a real big bounce back year. I don't think it's the year that they win the SEC West and make the no. playoffs. I think that that is a year away. Maybe. In 24, they avoid everybody. It's great. They don't play nobody. Hey, they play you. They do play us. They play Texas. Spoiler, baby. 
no, no 77 to nothing for no. OU, sadly. <laughs> Don't get to play A&M yet. I, I, see, I, seen, I heard somebody say that if Texas A&M starts off Just, bad, would they fire Jimbo Fisher? You know, your buddy on Twitter, you know, the imagine losing 49 to zero, Dalt. Imagine losing 77 to zero. That's rough. Tough. In, in conference. Tough. It's good. It's but, great. But Texas A&M was just so good in the Big 12. Oh, yeah. They were powerhouse. Yeah, really good. Moving on, Vanderbilt, Dalt, three and a half. It's low. That's low. That's it's hard to imagine when they only have – they have four non-con. That they're winning. Um, so let's go here. Home, they got Hawaii. Win. Alabama A&M. Win. Kentucky, Missouri, Georgia, Auburn. On the road, they go to Wake Forest, UNLV, Florida, Ole Miss, South Carolina, Tennessee. I I mean, there there's 13 four. returning starters. Give me the over. There's Give four. Me. There's four in there. I mean, easily. You're talking about a Wake Forest team that's probably going to be down losing Sam Sam Hartman. Hartman. So they could hit the over before they even start. Well, I think they start SEC play before the non-con is yeah. over, but. They could hit the over, not even playing their conference schedule. Yeah. And I think they probably will. They're at least winning three, I think. Only in, the, in their the, non-conference? The, yeah. The tougher one out of the other three is Nevada, Las Vegas, UNLV. They'll, I mean, they'll beat UNLV. They should beat UNLV. But then, I mean, you got Florida again. And they <laughs> Graham Hurts. Graham Hurts. They, they get them, you know, in Nashville. Tough place to play. Tough place to play. Vandy's Vandy is I don't want I wouldn't go that far. I think I think you're I think you're I think you're milking the cow a little dry uh, okay, on that. It's, yeah, it's not a tough place to play, but I think they can beat Florida. That's four. I think they could beat could, Auburn. That could be five. So then if they beat if they win their non conference and they beat Florida, then let's say they beat Auburn. They're bowling. They're bowling. Yeah. Six and six. And uh, and let's be real, we did take the under for both Auburn and Florida. And they yeah. were at five and a half and six yeah. and a half. Ah, give me the over. I, I, I think this team wins four games. It's four. They won five last year. It's four. I mean, I, I just. I can't believe it's three and a half. That's that's wild. And I mean, their their SEC schedule is not even that tough. No, I mean, you get Florida. Outside of Georgia and Tennessee, which is. The, and, oh, they're not I mean, beating Kentucky. Well, but right. But like as far as like powers. Oh, yeah. They avoid Georgia Alabama. Tennessee, they don't play out. They don't play Bama. They don't play LSU. A&M. They don't play LSU. Like, give me, give me the over. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think the over is spot on. I think they get to four. All right. That takes us to our predictions segment, Dalt. Just like last year, we're going to give you a, uh, or last year, last week, we're going to give you a worst team, and then we're going to pick a West winner, East winner, and a champion. So, a little different. We did first and second place in the Big Twelve because well, they don't have, they don't divisions. have divisions. Um, last year, last year divisions in the SEC and the Big Ten. Who is your worst team? I have three. Okay. I think it's going to be a toss-up between Florida, Vanderbilt, and Auburn. Okay. I'm taking Florida. I mean, I, I thought just, I thought I might surprise you with that, but we're kind of on the same mind that you go from AR15 to 
Graham Mertz, you're yeah. you're downgrading. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be Majorly. a huge downgrade. Huge. You got to think of the games that AR-15 won by himself. Right. I mean, the, Basically the Utah game. Utah, yeah, exactly. The pump fake spin 360 two-point conversion that was just massive. I, I, I think Florida takes a huge step back. I think Billy Napier gets fired this year. Yep. I just... I mean, what 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 will be said in Gainesville if they go back to back seasons losing to Vanderbilt? And it's very possible. Billy Napier will be fired. Like that is just totally. There's no way. There's no way. Mm-mm. I mean, you're talking about one of, if not the worst, Power Five programs in the country, and that's no disrespect to Vanderbilt. They just they haven't been good. No, not Never. good at all. So I'm taking Florida. I'm taking Florida. I think they're the worst team. I think. Outside, I, I I don't even know what I, I definitely took the under. I think on Florida, what was it? Five, oh, five and, a half? and a half. We we didn't even see him get to four. Okay, or we didn't see him get to five. I'm sorry, we didn't see him get so to five. You like a couple teams? I'm I'm gonna go ahead and put down Florida. Moving on, who's winning the East? Georgia. Give me Tennessee. Just something different. I. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's true. I have Georgia winning. Okay. I, I think that game against Georgia and Tennessee will be better, but I still think Georgia is going to just Fair slap. Fair enough. I can't judge everybody else on their schedule. I'm going to take Tennessee. Who you got in the West? LSU. Give me Alabama. You think Nick Saban's the, back? The revenge tour. The revenge tour. I think. I think they they get LSU at home. They get um, Tennessee, Tennessee at, at home. home. They have to like, go to Texas A and M. I, I just think I I think the Milrow kid is probably going to be the guy. I think he's a little better than what people maybe know just because you haven't seen much of him. No, you know? no, no. Then here here's my thing. I don't want this to get twisted. No way, no shape, no how. Jalen Milrow was committed to Texas. Right. We loved him. I, I still think very highly of Jalen Milrow. Uh, that Jalen Milrow is not like I'm not going to say that he's a bad quarterback, but he's not Bryce well, Young. No, 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 no. And he has a new offensive coordinator. The wide receivers for Alabama last year were not very good. Right. They they were very inconsistent. They didn't. They had a lot of drops. The defense for me, you're still going to be good. I think they still have a whole lot of talent on that defense. But you lose the number three overall pick, right? In yeah, Will Anderson. Will Anderson not an easy guy to replace. No, and you lose your cog in the middle in Henry two hundred two zero. I think that it's just going to be a step back, yeah. just a small one. And to say a step back is ten and two, it's nine and three. That's a great season. That's a for great. I, I would love. Right. I would have loved to have that season. I think that between the four games that we talked about with Alabama, I think that the Texas, Tennessee, LSU, Texas A&M game, I think they split those. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, well, Texas is going to beat Alabama in week two. I would love for them to, but I'm not going to sit here and say that. Right. But I think that they could potentially lose two conference games to where LSU only loses one. It's fair enough. But I'm taking Bama. 
So that puts your who's who's your champ? Georgia and LSU. Who's your champ? Georgia. I'm taking Bama. I, bruh, I, man. I I just think yeah. I, I think they're going to beat Tennessee in the regular season, and they'll play again in the SEC championship and beat them again. Oh, I forget. You don't even have Georgia in your I, in your SEC championship. Call, call me crazy. Maybe You're crazy. It's, it's a pi- crazy. it's a piping hot take. You can. Last year, we had more of a reason to doubt Kirby Smart in Georgia. And now you're doubting him even more with more returning production from a national championship team that just beat the ever-loving snot out of almost everybody outside of Ohio State. That's fair. Whatever. I, I stand by it. Oh, and Missouri. I forget that they struggled with Missouri for three quarters. I stand by it. I stand by it, and I'm sticking to it. And uh, Dalt, we're almost two hours in, and that is our SEC preview. We knew this was going to be long. Uh, yeah, fourteen teams, uh, a lot to talk about. Obviously, uh, not not sure where we'll go next week. Maybe Big Ten. I don't know that somebody that's definitely had their media days, which I don't know that the Big Ten has. I thought they had it last week. They may have. I think everybody should. I know everybody the should be pretty. Has, well, everybody should be starting has. fall camp. So, uh, so Let, let's just go ACC next week. So we'll go ACC next week. Um, but you know, as usual, um, if you guys enjoy this the show, please subscribe, give us a rating, rate us five stars, one star, whatever. I guess <laughs> write us a review. Let us know how terrible we are or how good we are. Um, you can find the show on Facebook and Twitter uh, at the Cover Two Podcast. You can find Dalt on Twitter as the Oki Longhorn. I'm on Twitter as him Smithson. Um, we're we're really active on Twitter, obviously. Uh, new new to TikTok. Yeah, fairly new to TikTok. We are on TikTok as well. You can find us at the Cover Two Podcast on there also. But uh, again, uh, if you guys enjoy the episode, just just uh, interact with us. That's that's what we. It's, we're trying to grow the show and, and do the best we can here. Um, but don't. If you don't got anything else, I guess we're out. Hey, don't forget to cover the flats. <laughs> <laughs>